Hi, you're listening to the Tech Petition Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1, for August 7th, 2016. We're back. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's been quite a while, but the Tech Petition Podcast is back. I'm Kerry Brown, and I have my brother Clarence joining me for the first new revamped Revamp, Re- reboot, re something. <laughs> Everybody's everything's getting rebooted these days, so yeah. Yeah, why not? Why, why not? We have a turn also. At reboot. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So um, but unlike Star Star Trek, we're going to use the same cast for the most part. <laughs> and um, this won't just be a remake of <laughs> an older movie twice. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen a new one. Wait, Is it out yet? We're not going to do anything clever like reverse uh, con, con. I mean, not con, but uh, Kirk gets <laughs> box roll. Oh, man. All right. This is just total tangent, but just a moment of um, disclosure here. When did we watch that together? I've seen it. I don't know. Dude, when, yeah, see, like, when did it go? When, when spoiler alert, but when Spock yelled out "con," I just busted out laughing, dude. It was not like I was like, I can't believe this. Yeah, that was like the that was equivalent of uh of uh Darth Vader saying no at the end of episode three. It was kind of oh, wild. it was yeah, cringe inducing. <laughs> then again, do you plan on do you plan on seeing Star Trek Beyond? Yeah, I do, man. Okay. It's just like now that I have a child, and um, it's just hard for me to like get away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to tell you like the dumbest part of that movie, but I'll save it to after you've seen it. But it was. It, have you seen Batman v Superman? I haven't. I haven't okay. seen it either. Okay. I'm slipping. Well, 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 I'm we'll, we'll get back to those once you once you've seen it. But they've had they had some con moments as well. They're a bit oh, they're a bit man. different, but they all they're they're cringing losing so. <laughs> we will talk. Well, on that bombshell, we'll go to the news. Okay. Um, unless you've been under a rock for, I guess, the past month and a half, you probably already know about the NES Classic. It's been all over Facebook. All the rage. Um, and, I mean, it's. I'm excited about it. Basically, if you don't know about it, it's a NES, classic NES, except it's much, much smaller. And it's got, it doesn't have a, can, I mean, I'm sorry. It doesn't have a cartridge slot, but it does have 30 NES games built into it. Um, and so, that, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to mention like the the price point is a big thing about this thing, even though it's kind of cool. So, so what is the price point on it? Do you know? Uh, $59.99. Doesn't that seem a little steep to you? I mean... <laughs> it does, but I mean, you kind of have to look at it from this perspective, which is the reason I think that Nintendo is even doing this. Like, if you've ever, like, I don't know if you've tried to or price or tried to buy an older console lately, but the value of the older consoles has skyrocketed. Yeah, I mean, it, you could go to we have a place here called what is it called? It's the equivalent of Game Exchange uh-huh. in um. Vintage stock, that's what the store is called. So it's like kind of a local chain. I don't know if they have them anywhere else, but they sell classic NES, classic Genesis um, N64. They bundle them together with like a bunch of games and they sell them. And I mean, the cheapest NES I saw in there was like was like 50 bucks with no game. Yeah, that. So like. For, like, for something that was 100 bucks when it came out. What thirty years ago almost? But again, like I said, it's the resurgence of the classic. Because I mean, if you think about it, think about it like this: so all of the people who play the NES and the SNES and even the N64 and the Dreamcast, even like now we're all grown, we have disposable income, so we're like trying to get a little taste of nostalgia. So everybody's trying to buy up these consoles and it's kind of caused the price to go up. So, I mean, and if you think about it like that, it's actually genius for Nintendo to do this because a lot of people, since, an, since it's an official product, a lot of people are going to jump on this. Um, but yeah, the price, the price is a little much, especially considering you could um, go to questionable um, websites yeah. and 
download every one of these games for absolutely nothing. Yeah, these, these are games <laughs> we've had for the past 20 years. Well, not 20, yeah. 15 years on computers if you search the wrong yeah. places. Like you said, questionable. But uh, <laughs> you know, uh, our cousin Javion has a Genesis version of this. Oh, yeah. It, it has wireless controllers, though they're not the greatest wireless controllers. But it looks like a Genesis, just like this looks like Nintendo. And it has a cartridge slot that plays Genesis games if you have them. And it has like 40 games on it. So the the fact that this is an expandable via either network connectivity yeah. or just maybe a SD card or something is a bit disappointing. Yeah, it is. It is. It's it's pretty disappointing. I mean, even the Neo Geo um, that they re-released, you could it. You know, they release other games for it. It's expandable. Um, but the, uh, I will say this: the only difference between this and the Genesis is that this is actually being released by Nintendo, whereas the Sega thing was, I think, was manufactured and released by a third party. Yeah, which could but, be true. I don't know. It has, and go ahead. And the other difference is. This is going to have native HDMI output, whereas the other, the Genesis one, I think is is just um like, isn't it just um what is it composite? Yeah, I'm not sure that could be the case. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But yeah, so this is this got H HDMI output. Um, it comes with one classic NES controller, which is on the surface, the exact same controller, but the plug that actually goes into the console is a, it looks like a Nintendo Wii controller port. <laughs> yeah. And and the control is Wii compatible. Uh, yeah. Wii compatible. So you I plug guess it that's into nice. Your, your Wii mote. But I'm just excited to see these games, see them like rendered in HD, like properly. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, that to me, that's the, the appeal of this is seeing like an official release with, with a proper video output, um, I'm, I'm really excited to see what it, what the games are going to look like. But they're still going to be four three, right? They're not going to be. Um, yeah, yeah. I think they'll still have the same aspect ratio, but I mean that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, just to kind of go on another tangent, um, I watch a lot of anime, and they remastered Yu Yu Hakusho, which is a it's a 20 year old anime. It came out. It was out around the same time Dragon Ball Z was actually rivaled in popularity, but they went back and rescanned the film for the actual show and they created an HD version. And it's three four, but I mean the quality is it's it's great quality, even though it's three four and you yeah. have the bars on the side of your screen. Um Yeah, I mean I guess it just depends because like I've been watching a lot of uh Voyager, Star Trek Voyager on Netflix and it's uh four three and it's kinda you know, after a while, after a few episodes, I'm like on six. You kinda tune it yeah, out. You tune it out eventually. But it still when you first cut it on, it still jumps out at you. Which I mean on the reverse end, uh the two thousand five reboot of Doctor Who, it, it actually wasn't even in H D. To like, what? It wasn't HD like four or five seasons in. 2005? Yeah, yeah. And, wow. And, and dude, I, I didn't even know that it wasn't HD because when they put it on Netflix, they resampled it. So uh. so I didn't even know because it, it, from the time I started watching, it was beautiful HD. So I didn't even know they had resampled it in. And, and I guess they did some cutting off of the top and bottom to make it widescreen. But yeah, I, I guess it just teaches on. It depends on what it is, I guess. All right, cool. I want to hit on one more thing before we jump to our next news item. Um, just I want to name off some of the games that are going to be included because I mean it's nostalgic, man. You got Super Mario Brothers, Mario Three, Mario Two, or AKA Doki Doki Panic with Mario <laughs> Shell, um, Legend of Zelda One. Uh, I think Zelda Two is actually included too, even though I've never played that one and it looks weird. Um, you have Excite Bike, Punch Out featuring Mr. Dream. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is Mike Tyson's Punch Out after he got in all that trouble when they took him out of the game. Uh, Understandably so. <laughs> Kirby's Adventure, Donkey Kong. My personal, one of my personal favorite NES games, Donkey Kong Junior, which is was a phenomenally addictive game. Oh yeah. Um, action RPG Star Tropics, Castlevania Galaga, the first Final Fantasy, Mega Man Two. Super C, Super Contra. Super Contra, was it? It was Super C on the NES? I think so. Yes, it was. It, that's not okay. the best Contra, I don't think. Oh, it's not the I, best. I mean, I, I would rather have the reg- regular Contra, but 
I don't know why they don't have it on here. Yeah, that is a little weird. You have Ninja Gaiden, Double Dragon 2. I mean, like, I remember playing all these games as a kid. Yeah, man. And, and it, it just, yeah, nostalgia, man. It's a powerful thing. <laughs> yeah, sight bike, what? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh man, you want you want to take the next one? <laughs> yeah, on to our next news item. Uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. Uh, we saw plenty of it at the uh, the E three showing, and you know the first few trailers we got of this game looked like a a car adventure along the coast or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now we've seen a little bit more, and I got to tell you, man, I was not impressed by what I saw in the E three <laughs> Xbox briefing. It was a bit yeah. disappointing even though honest even though i can say this is not my type of game right off but it but is it 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 did not look like <laughs> it looked like i didn't even want to approach it for what i saw in that trailer yeah just a little background here this game is actually it, it's got an interesting history so um this game was actually the trailer for this game was released before final fantasy 13's trailer the original um, name of this game was Final Fantasy Versus 13. Um, and it was supposed to come out before Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> um, so Tetsuya Nomura, he's the guy who kind of took over Kingdom Hearts or created Kingdom Hearts with Disney, I guess. He was the director of the series. He, this is his game. And the idea, original idea of this game was like Final Fantasy meets Kingdom Hearts, where you kind of have your two other people that are kind of that are AI controlled yeah. and you you actually it's it's action oriented so you know as opposed to other final fantasy games when you press x you know it's it's an action game pretty much so when you press a or whatever your character swings their weapon um so you it's, have full, it's not a world of cool down timers and <laughs> no no there's no active time battles here you it's like you have full control which, which on the head seems like it'd be more interesting to a person like me uh yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> is that you? You probably be more interesting interested in this as opposed to other Final Fantasy games. But I mean, let's be honest here. Final Fantasy hasn't really been Final Fantasy in a long time. Wow, five <laughs> words. So, uh, like, and I'm the biggest Final Fantasy fanboy. I think out of our whole group, the whole Tech Petition group, I would, I would argue that. And I mean. The last Final Fantasy that I really enjoyed, not counting the MMOs, because that's kind of a whole other story, is Final Fantasy twelve. Um thirteen was just a huge disappointment. Uh I I don't want to really get into details there. But this game was supposed to kind of revive, you know, the whole Final Fantasy genre I mean series because it's it's just been in a rut lately. Uh-huh. And I mean they released they released an Xbox demo for this and I wanted to like it so badly, but it's just I don't I don't know about this game, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm having I'm having my doubts, sort of like you. What are your primary <laughs> reservations on it? I mean, well, number one, it's just the the story is just weak, man. I mean, I like the whole they're trying to make a whole universe out of it. So basically, this kid Noctis, he's the the son, of, uh, the prince, the son of the king, um, and this is kind of about him. But um, they've actually created like a, a movie. I think it's called King's Glaive, yeah, which is like it's like what's happening in his kingdom while this game is going on. And there's actually some anime. Episode, there's like a Final Fantasy 15 anime, like a 2D anime. I mean, they're they're trying to kind of make. But they're kind of making a, like a whole a whole universe out of it, which is cool. But I just I'm gonna give this game a chance, <laughs> but I'm just I'm not getting my hopes up. the The game mechanics, just just the, the battle system and everything, it just seems just janky to me, man. It, <laughs> yeah, it, it it looked that way from the demo, man. I, I was not impressed. And it's like they have you fighting these huge enemies, and you like go. It's like quick time events, basically. You know, and uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not feeling it, man. So yeah, that trailer, I'm I'm right with you on that, <laughs> man. That's disappointing. Right with you. Yeah. 
but I don't know. I'll still give it a chance. <laughs> so, um, on to something maybe a little bit brighter for you. Uh, there is a new show out. Yes. On Amazon, Amazon Prime membership. And <laughs> and I guess this is a guy from uh, Top Gear who left and made a new show. It, is that what I'm seeing here? Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm talking a lot, but... No, well, <laughs> Another- well, well, let me just read the byline. Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond, <laughs> and James May are back with the Grand Tour, a show about adventure, excitement, and friendship. As long as you can accept that people you call friends are also the ones you find extremely annoying. <laughs> Sometimes even a show about cars. Follow them on their global adventure. Coming to Amazon Prime this fall. Okay, so <laughs> these three guys, they they've been on Top Gear for the last 13 years, I guess. And I've seen, I went back, I watched every episode of this show Jeez. on Netflix. How many seasons show. shows a season? A uh, series? Uh, I want to say like, they do like seven or eight. And okay. then they kind of, kind of at the end, they'll do this whole, like they'll go on an adventure. So they'll like go somewhere like South Africa mm-hmm. and they'll each pick a car and they'll like go from South Africa to, to like, well, they did in South America. They like go through three or four countries and just kind of like film themselves. It's, I mean, it sounds like really sim- simple, but they they cover cars. They talk about new cars. Um, and they just these the the great thing about this show isn't the fact that they show off all the newest, you know, most powerful cars. Like that's a great part of it. But they just have such great chemistry, so- and it's always entertaining. So what what were the events that led this set chemistry to pick up their bags and, and move elsewhere? But before before you say that, before, before you tell that story, I just want to say I I didn't know a whole lot about this show. I guess I've heard of it for years, but never really watched it. And and you showed me that one video with the three three wheel car. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that was freaking hilarious and oh, I can see the appeal definitely yes yes okay so basically what happened is last year um, around March February March uh, they were filming the next series of Top Gear and um, I guess it was like evening time they were at their hotel and the big the big um gentleman who looks like a gorilla the big guy um basically what happened was the the they didn't have hot they didn't have a hot meal for them so he kind of lost it and got in this argument with one of the show producers oh, and ended, it ended up punching him oh man there's some little <laughs> rain just, stuff they had a little tussle and and you know instead of the bbc suspending them slapping them on the wrist I don't know. They decided to fire him, and um, so there was this big thing about what are what are what are Richard Hammond and James May going to do? Are they going to stay on Top Gear? But they ended up obviously they ended up leaving, um, because you know they didn't want to do the show without Jeremy, and it started this huge bidding war, um, between like Netflix, all the streaming series, like uh, I think Sky TV, they were all kind of bidding to to you know producer i guess host or whatever be the network for their new show and amazon won out which i imagine they paid them an ungodly amount of money oh yeah um, (laughs) so they're on they're on amazon now which is really cool um they released kind of a first look trailer type thing and um i think within the next month or so they're going to start uh releasing the episodes i don't know if they're I don't know if they're going to release them all at once or if they're going to do it like once a week. I, I don't really know that, but I'm really excited about this show. It's so so. A lot of fun. Do you, do you think it'll be more the same, or are they going to bring a little bit different? Uh, well, uh, I do know that um, the BBC set a lot of restrictions on what they could do, what they could say. Um, so they were. I don't think they were actually as open or as crazy as they could have been. So. My my main, one of my main interests in this is just seeing you know what they're going to do different because you know they're obviously not going to do the same format because BBC owns the rights for the Stig, 
which the Stig is basically this race driver. He wears a helmet. Nobody knows who he is. And um, he takes the cars they review, and they had a track, and he would drive them around the track. And that's how they kind of determine which cars were faster because he's like this pro- really pro- like good professional driver. So he'd push the cars to their limit. And like nobody knew who he was. And um, when they found out who the guy was, they changed him. <laughs> oh, man. Because it happened a couple of times during Top Gear. They would find out um, who – like something would happen. Either the guy would come out and be like, I'm the Stig, or they would find out, so they'd change him. But um, – <clears throat> I'm just interested to see what they're going to do. They're actually going to be filming a show in California, I think in a month or so. But they're going all around the world, hence the name, the Grand Tour. They film, they kind of film like their their driving segments, and then they actually host like a show in studio where they kind of do their little banter, they interview people, and then they show the segments that they filmed, like, oh, I guess over the previous year. So I'm I'm really, really excited about this. And if you didn't know, it's coming out soon. <laughs> Check that out on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah. And um, you want to hit that last last news item yeah, there? Last, last but not least, we have uh, a kind of up- uplifting video that that we uh, got from actual late show with Stephen Colbert. Uh, he had Will Smith on, and you know. Before Will was to do, or I think it was maybe coming out of commercial break or something. But anyway, the band was playing, started playing the intro to Summertime, the Will Smith song that came out. And I guess it was the late 90s sometime. And, you know, Will's doing his thing. And you see Will bobbing his head. And, man, the the band was actually spot on. So I give the band a lot of props, man. They sound just like the record. <laughs> I mean, I could tell no difference. And, uh, oh, yeah. and, and, and Will was feeling this so much, he just got up. You know, went in front of the crowd and just took a mic and started spitting. So that was cool to see, you know, with so much negativity out here in the world with politics and all the other stuff that's going on. It's good to see an old familiar face get up there and sing a very uplifting song that we remember from back in the day. Or at least least those of us who were around back then. I just remember like seeing this video when I was younger and be like, man, Will Smith is like the coolest dude in the world. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and he still has a lot of that charisma, man. It's just like I, I wanna see this dude do more movies. It's kinda yeah. he's, like he's kinda taking a back seat and letting his I keep- think after what was it, After Earth, he's kinda been pretty silent since After Earth. Yeah. But Yeah, well Which I, did you ever see Focus? No, I did not. Uh, Focus was really, really. I really enjoyed it. It's him and the girl that plays Harley Quinn. They're in that movie. Oh, together. I did see that. I did yeah. see that. Yeah, that was a good movie. That was a good. I movie. really enjoyed it. Yeah, that that was a. Uh, we need Will Smith for more movies, man. I just hated hated that he's not doing as many as he used to. But I mean, at this point, his family, his kids are teenagers, so I guess he's devoting more time to them and helping them with their careers. But man, it 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 feels good to see Will Smith back in the limelight, even yeah. even though he this is a weird movie that he's in, <laughs> coming up Suicide Squad. But yeah. but yeah, Focus and what was the other one he did that we were making jokes about uh, After Earth? No, the the uh, c- concussion is that it? Tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, concussion. Uh, it's hilarious. Yeah, so we kind of riffed on that, but yeah, I mean, good to see Will back. Uh, and yeah, I know you brought up his kids, and I don't want to get too much off topic, but he was also on Jimmy Fallon recently, and um, he told this story, which is hilarious. Like you have to, I've seen you this clip too. I just thought of it, but um, yeah, I think I did see that. You see the one about Jaden tricking him to go into London for his 18th birthday? Yeah, so he could drink or something like that. <laughs> he was like, he, they were all sitting on the table. He was like, "I'll have a tequila." Oh, <laughs> we were like, "What?" <laughs> and he said, "Dad, the drinking age is 18 here." <laughs> You could have just went to New Orleans. No use to go. <laughs> pretty much. Wow. Yeah, that that was that was pretty cool. I think it's pretty messed up that in America you can own a gun at eighteen or go to war, but you cannot drink alcohol. Yeah. Makes no sense to me. Pretty backwards. Be <laughs> backwards. Oh man. Okay, so I guess we'll transition from news. What you playing, Ed? What you playing? Oh, what am I playing? Um 
Yeah, I guess I'll go first. I'm playing this game called Inside. Uh, the makers of this game is, is a company called Play Dead. They also did this game that was pretty popular called Limbo. Um, ah, they made Limbo? Yeah, they made Limbo. So yeah. so it has sort of that same art style as Limbo, which is kind of a dark, shadowy art style. And and basically, it's like a puzzle platform adventure game to where you you have to um, jump over certain things, uh, control certain other elements in the world to try to get to the next point. And it's 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 a puzzle game, but it's not one that's going to have you up there beating on your head to try to figure out how to get to the next section or the next step. Um, actually. Um, a game it reminds me a lot is this uh, game called Max. Dang, I can't remember the guy's last name. Max Curse of the Brotherhood, I think is the name of the game. But it's it's just a simple platform puzzle adventure game to where you're you're trying to get to the next section by solving some puzzle, whether it's moving a box to a certain place to get to this area you can't get to. They have other mind control mind control mechanics in this game to where you you get this glowing thing on your head and you can control these other uh characters in the game to kind of accomplish a task uh so if you're in those type of games i really suggest trying it out on uh i played on xbox one i'm not sure if it's on playstation 4 i'm pretty sure it's not on nintendo but uh <laughs> yeah so I suggest just give it a try if you if you can because it's a really cool game. Cool, I'm, I'm definitely gonna check that out. Yeah, I mean it's it's in your uh, download section if you. you know. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah. Pro tip: Shall yeah. we tell everybody about the pro tip? <laughs> yeah, I mean I posted this before and I'm sure we talked about it, but yeah, this is the the I call it the best Xbox One tip ever. Uh, if you have a close friend, and I mean really close, someone you trust at your account. You can easily share games that you buy across each person by simply making the other person's console your home console. So the way Xbox works, uh, you can make a console your home console and anybody who logs into that console can play the games that you've downloaded. Or you can sign into anybody console with your actual credentials and you can play your games as well so that kind of allows this to work to where you make your buddy's console your home console and he can always play your games and you just sign into your console and you can play your games as well and it works vice versa the same way so that's that's a really cool power tip for anybody who's looking to share their library yeah, it's nice to be able to share games and only have to buy them once. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it really is. It really is. Especially with like multiplayer situations. Yeah. Um, Just, you automatically have somebody to play a game. <laughs> yeah. So, power tip. So, uh, Carrie, what have you been playing? Oh, man. I feel like I feel like Beyonce and Drunk and Love when I uh, <laughs> talk about Destiny. It's like, no matter what happens, like... I, I get sick of this game and then I quit and then I play something else and then I remember it reminds me of how fun Destiny was oh, and man. I <laughs> and I end up going back to play it. But yeah, I'm playing Destiny again and uh, the light level cap's been raised to 335 and um what I'm mainly what I'm trying to do right now is not so much get to 335. I'm like 332 now, so yeah, I'll get there in a couple of weeks. But I'm trying to complete all of my year two triumphs before year three starts. Mm. And um, if you don't know, Destiny: Rise of Iron will be out in the next month. Um, I think it comes out early September. And um, once oh September 20th and um. When that happens, year three of Destiny will start, and um, pretty much what happens when the new year rolls over is they release new weapons. The light level is going to go from 335 all the way to 400, and um, there'll be like a slew of new weapons which will render anything that you're using now obsolete. (laughs) So um, now's a good time to kind of tie up loose ends in the play content, playthrough content you haven't beaten. so it'll be like a new story campaign, quests, new armor, new weapons, a new raid. Um, they add a lot of new weapons and strikes, and they're bringing the Gallowhorn back. 
which if you've ever played Destiny is like the greatest rocket launcher of all time. <laughs> and um I, I just I really love this game because the story in year one was really weak. Um year two they came out with the Taken King and um they pretty much revamped the story. Um they made Kate Six, who is voiced by Nathan Fillion, they made him like a much bigger part of the story and they just fleshed everything out. And the thing about Bungie games is that they have shooting mechanics nailed down. And I like I, I like the division for different reasons, but one thing that just jumped out at me and gave me more appreciation for Destiny was playing the division and the shooting mechanics on that game just aren't they can't they can't even tie Destiny's shoelaces. Even yeah. though I do like even though I do like the division for different reasons. And I think they're both great games and you, you can't really compare them. But man, it just made me miss it's like it's just so much fun to just fire up a game of Crucible multiplayer on Destiny and just oh man, it's just so it's just so much fun. I yeah, well, I love this game. Well that's that's the next thing I was gonna ask you. I was gonna ask, do you really play a lot of uh of the uh I guess missions by yourself or do you do a lot of multiplayer uh, or or grouping well, up to do the missions? Well, I, I play this. I play through the raids a lot, and it's just it's kind of weird because you have to go outside of the game to find a raid group. Because originally Bungie's idea, and it was a good idea, because like the raids are hard, so you don't really want to have a pickup group to play raids because you know something goes bad, somebody quits, and then you got five people sitting there having to find another person. You know, if it's friends, you know you're not going to just quit yeah. on your friends. You're going to try to play through it. So. Their intention was good, but in practice, I mean, I hardly ever have five friends online to play Destiny with at any given time when I have time to play. So yeah. um, there's a couple like other tools like DestinyLFG.net, um, even the actual Bungie app now. Um, you can go into the forums and there's actually a, a, a group finder, for lack of a better term, where you can post that you're looking to do blah, 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 and um, you can recruit people to play with you, which is really cool. I'm glad they added that. But um I play a lot of just multiplayer crucible. Um there's actually this this mode on Destiny called Iron Banner, which comes out like for a week, like once every two or three weeks. I don't know how often, but basically what happens in normal crucible is everybody's level is kind of normalized. Uh -huh. So you know each you know it kind of evens out the playing field. But in Iron Banner the level you are is the level like that's how powerful you are. Oh wow! <laughs> so so yeah, the there's no like level the level advantages are enabled basically. So if you're level light level three thirty five and you're fighting against somebody that's light level two thirty five, you're probably going to kill them in a shot or two. <laughs> um, which if you're that low, you probably shouldn't be playing Iron Banner. But that's just an example. Yeah. So you know you get you get to break out your best gear because pretty much what you do on regular Crucible is you find yourself like a Crucible gear set, which um you want like a high impact uh it, like primary weapon um you know so you kind of go after your weapon stats as opposed to the actual damage that it does and um it's just a lot of fun um. I can't recommend this game enough. I just I, every every time I play it, I just have a ball. You know, even though I get frustrated to people sometimes because you get in a raid and people don't know what to do, but it's still a lot of fun. And I can't wait for the new expansion to come out. Yeah, just a quick add on the thing. Uh, I think the last time I actually played that, uh, we played the what's the mode that's sort of like the reach? Um, what am I thinking about? Uh, horde mode. They have like a horde mode type thing on there. Um but that was really fun the last time I played it. Um uh you mean like the like a firefight mode? Yeah fire yeah firefight is what I'm thinking about. Yeah firefight mode. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, it's kinda like you're in this it, elevator that takes you to different levels and you keep going. Oh 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 you're talking about um you're talking about uh the prison elders. That's what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah that that was pretty fun last time I Yeah played. that is a lot of fun. I, yeah. And they kind of, that was kind of a, uh, they kind of, they kind of released that before Taken King, but they released like a newer version of it recently. Uh -huh. So it, you, you have higher level 
stuff there so it's it remains relevant um it, and it you're right it's a, it's a lot of fun to play cool um, I, I could talk about destiny all day <laughs> but we don't we don't have that much time so <laughs> uh and i guess this last game we've kind of been playing it together huh yeah oh the bit. crew oh the crew the crew so the crew <laughs> was a game that was released on um Xbox One is one of the free games. Uh, this game came out and it it got very very bad um, bad reactions, bad press because uh, I think it was more like the interface and how easy it is to jump in and out of games is what made it horrible in a lot of ways. And I think they come out with a expansion called Wild Run recent more recently, or maybe it was Wild Run from the beginning. No, that's a that's, that's a expansion. expansion. Yeah. yeah. So so. First off, I just want to say this game is is a beautiful looking game. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I was very surprised at how good it looks, and and once you actually figure out how to play with your friends, it's actually fun. But <laughs> <laughs> but but that is the problem. It's one of these games where you don't have the ability to immediately jump on to play with your friends. You have to do a bunch of crap meaningless stuff to actually oh man to actually play with your friends and even when you can play with your friends you have to really be on the same you you kind of need to be on the same level if you want to advance in the game otherwise you're going to wind up playing to the lowest person's uh, uh 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 missions in order to play together but man uh we've me and carrie have been playing with our nephews and and it's, it's been a whole bunch of fun <laughs> Yeah. And again, like, I guess to kind of reiterate what you were saying, just to give like a concrete example. So like a couple months ago, maybe a month ago, Xbox released this game for free. We all downloaded it and I'm like, cool, we get to play together. We get to play together. So we all download the game at the same time, me, my brother, my nephews, and we all loaded it up and and we could not play together. And we tried for maybe what 30, 40, 30 to forty minutes to try to figure out how we could all race together, yeah. and to and we could, we could not figure it out. And it turns out that you have to play through this what hour and a half tutorial, yeah, to actually get to the point where you can form a crew. And I think that's the biggest biggest design flaw of this game is trying to force people through a story when the main draw of your game. It's not the story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially the name of the game is the crew. So, I mean, yeah, it, 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 to me, it's the equivalent of uh, releasing a game like, say, for instance, Titanfall, and then you can't play <laughs> multiplayer as soon as you get Titanfall. But it's all about multiplayer. So, yeah, so, that would be very frustrating. Yeah, but once, once, if you can ever get past that barrier and actually figure out the kind of janky, janky controls to get people in the actual crew to play is actually oh, man, a ton of so fun, fun man yeah yes. yeah so man how long we played a probably three or four hours of that last yeah game. yeah i was i want to play it so hopefully we can all get together tomorrow to play some more man i, re- I really enjoyed it yeah it's a great game really <laughs> yeah once you get past that tutorial man it's great <laughs> all right I guess that's it for what are you playing. So um, next we're going to talk about uh, for our main feature, quote unquote feature this week, we're going to talk about the next consoles. And I'm kind of hesitant to use the term next generation yeah, (laughs) because it's not really next generation. It's kind of like, like 1.5, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, we have the next generation coming up pretty soon, but we have this type of this sort of interim right now. Uh, and I don't know. I guess do we even really want to call it the next generation? I mean, it's really it's really the same. I just the, 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 I just don't want to use that term because it was so overused yeah. with the last console generation. The consoles were out, and people were still calling them next generation consoles. Yeah. If they are out. They're not next generation. They're this generation. Which, which I have to say, with the current iteration of consoles, I I don't hear a lot of that next generation stuff. Even when even when we're talking about Scorpio or the uh, the, the the Nintendo, I mean uh, PlayStation 4K or the NX, I don't hear a lot of people <clears throat> use the term next generation. Especially, I mean, with the exception of Nintendo, we're kind of on the same architecture going forward, which which allows for just mostly. Upgrades. You hear a lot of people saying upgraded 
uh, console now than yeah. versus generational type things. Yeah, I guess like the the cool thing I, I like about the well the main thing I like about Project Scorpio is I feel like Microsoft's trying to create like well I mean they are the whole universal apps type environment ecosystem where they're I guess it's a leave no console behind approach where I yeah. feel like personally that Project Scorpio is their next console like I don't feel like it's a follow up because I mean it's 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 gonna be pretty expensive, I imagine, but I mean the hardware on this thing is ridiculous. Um for a console anyway. I think the video card is six teraflops. Which Jeez. my video my, the video card I have on my computer that I bought like last year, or I bought it this year, but it came out last year, is six teraflops. But for a console, I mean this is ridiculous. Like I've never had a console that was as powerful as the PC I was using, and that's pretty much what this is. It comes out next year. Um, of course, you're going to have 4K, which they have a 4K console out now. It actually came out this week. Yeah. Xbox One X, One One S, not One X. <laughs> um, but the thing I really, really like about the Scorpio is that they're just throwing all the hardware they they're stuffing all the hardware they can in this box, and it's going to have VR support. And you know, yeah, they aren't. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, okay. and, and, and even if this isn't what they kind of see as the next uh, iteration, but still, it's good to see a company in Microsoft for a change kind of throw everything at it. Because we've been yeah. even for, for most consoles for the past few years, we've been getting a good enough to get out at a price point that's reasonable for people to buy. But that still makes you kind of at some point want to get a version that's just a ball to the wall best thing out there you can get even a year ago is is better than what we've been getting yeah and it's actually to me it was pretty it was pretty shocking that they've come out with a console a ne- the new console is fast because they rolled the 360 for about i mean it was almost 10 years they officially discontinued it in april <laughs> wow <laughs> But they rode 360. Um, what was it released? 05? So actually, el- almost 11 years they 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 rode the 360, and I was scared that they were going to do the same thing. So it's nice seeing them, all all the manufacturers, not just Microsoft. You know, releasing new iterations of hardware. I mean, it's 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 really amazing. I'm I'm so proud of like the direction this is going. Yeah, and the, and the thing is with the with the being on the same architecture, being on uh, x86 or x64, whatever it is now, being on that architecture is going to allow them to keep iterating on that architecture without throwing out the baby with the bathwater. So yeah, so they've done a lot of things with the 360 to bring those 360 games over to the Xbox One through emulation, which they thought they wouldn't even be able to do. But <laughs> but they've been able to do some type of hardware emulation where they can pretty much bring any 360 game they want to over. And that it just makes more sense now that you see this Scorpio project out there where we can bring these games forward from the past with little or no change. And because we're on the same architecture, they'll just work like the PC. Yeah. <laughs> and the great thing you, you mentioned X86 is they can just use like, I mean, slightly modified, but they're basically using what AMD CPUs in these, in these machines. Um, because if you think back to the last, the last, go back X number of years, it really doesn't matter. For each of these consoles, they were using R&D to, to design a chip, yeah. a CPU chip. And, I mean, that's really wasted money. Like, why reinvent the wheel? I'm so, I'm so glad that they're finally using X86. It, it just makes so much sense. I'm really, really happy about that. So what can we speak to as far as, uh, I guess we'll go back to Nintendo and X, but let's just talk about what's coming up for Sony and Microsoft and see what the differences are. Of course, we briefly mentioned mentioned the Xbox One uh, uh, S that's out now, which really is just a 4K video player and has a 4K Blu-ray in it. But as far as games, it's pretty much the same thing we have with the, uh, the uh, launch Xbox One. So yeah. so so what's coming out with Scorpio and Neo and and what are the differences and similarities and 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 what how can we choose <laughs> Well just to kind of pull back a little bit or you know wind things back 
start kind of at the beginning. If you remember a little console called the Nintendo Wii, um, it kind of it pretty much revolutionized video games uh, with the motion gaming platform, and it, it yeah, waggle daggles, <laughs> and it brought a lot of people to games who wouldn't normally play games, and um, I remember I worked at. I don't know if I was still working in retail when the Wii came out, but you couldn't keep the thing in stock. I mean, yeah, it was it was selling like gangbusters, and I, I feel like personally, ever since the Wii, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft have been trying to create the next Wii in their own way. Because you know, you have PlayStation Move, you have the Connect, which were both not that successful. Um, but with the advent of the the VR, you know, which is becoming increasingly popular for PCs, um, namely namely with the Oculus Rift and the HTC Vive, which is backed by Valve, uh, I feel like console manufacturers and Sony jumped on this like pretty much day one. They were like, okay, Project Morpheus, let's go. Oh yeah. Um, and I feel like Microsoft's kind of taking the wait and see approach, which is not really. You know, normal for them because with the 360, they were you know they were trying to be the first to market, and but now I mean they're they're kind of waiting to you know they kind of waited a little while and they still haven't announced a VR platform. But if you remember the E3 press conference, they they one of the big things that they hammered down was that Project Scorpio is VR ready. Yeah. So I mean <laughs> that should tell you right there that you know when this comes out. Which my guess is that, you know, the this is just my guess. I don't know anything, but seeing as how A, the Oculus Rift comes with an Xbox controller and B, the actual motion uh, controllers will be out this the end of this year. I feel like there's going to be an Oculus Rift, um, an Oculus Rift peripheral for Scorpio. Yeah, I would be I would be shocked if they went with Vive or another manufacturer. Yeah, and I I even think on uh I think I remember hearing this on the Giant Bombcast. Um, they were talking to was it Palmer Lucky about it? I guess he's the CEO of that company, or he was at least before Facebook bought him. I think he's still pretty high up. But they asked him about it. And he just kind of said nothing to say at this time, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I think there will be some type of partnership. Uh, but again, I think, I think we, everything since we have Sasha Mania, Sasha Medella, uh, Medella, uh, Microsoft is different than it used to yes. be in a lot of ways. They're a lot more open. So, I mean, I think I can see a world where they provide APIs and say, okay, any one of you guys who want to plug into this for our games, go ahead and do it. They're, they're doing similar things on the PC as well. So they're, yeah. they're a lot more open in, in, in that sense than they used to be. Uh, they're trying to be a lot more transparent. So hopefully whatever it winds up being, it will be something that's um, at least maybe by that time, the Oculus will be came, came down a little bit and maybe we'll have Gen 2 Oculus and maybe you can use Gen 1 on Xbox at a little cheaper <laughs> price or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and I feel like this is the very reason I feel like Microsoft won E3 is because I feel like they sucker punched Sony, um, because there was there was no there was no talk of a new Microsoft console at all, and everybody was talking about PS4 Neo because it was supposed to you know enable the uh, PS4 to have Oculus Rift like VR you know with extra processing. Yeah. Whatever, and personally, I feel like that Microsoft, their press conference kind of like just took them by surprise with how powerful their console was. So I feel like that Sony just completely scrapped their Neo announcements. And again, that's just speculation. But yeah, I mean, I I, I think the Neo is supposed to be out this year. Um, yeah. So and we. And for the most we part, we don't know anything about yeah, it. We have not heard anything. <laughs> so, I mean, it's one of two things. It's one, they just want to pull back and wait some time for these Microsoft announcements to kind of die down, or they're going back and revamping it, revamping it to add something to, to make it a little more viable in a world where you may have Scorpio coming up. You know, as far as the Xbox One S, I don't think that kind of 
hurt them too much. They probably expect that coming, but I don't think they expected Scorpio at all. At all. So I think that kind of made them rejigger their roadmap a bit to kind of be more on par with that. Yeah. <clears throat> at any rate, I feel like, you know, both of these consoles are going to be things that will be in demand specifically for the VR. Um, just, you know, I, I kind of still don't know how Nintendo fits in all, into all of this. I mean, for the most part of the last decade, decade and a half, Nintendo's kind of done their own thing. And it, I feel like they're still doing that, even with the NX. Um, so what are the rumors for the NX? Uh, I haven't heard. I've heard some <laughs> things. I've seen some faked mock-ups people made a couple months back. So do we have any concrete <laughs> clue of what it will be at this point? Um, we still don't know a whole lot about the NX. We know even less about that than we know about the PS4 Neo. But some of the things we do know are, is that um, the new Zelda Breath of the Wind, which is shown at E3, that will be released for um, the NX. And there will also be new Mario and Pokemon games released, which there's never been really a console Pokemon game. Yeah. Um, there's been like Pokemon Stadium, which is kind of like... It, it wasn't like a full-blown Pokemon RPG, which is something I've always wanted ever since, like, Pokemon Red and Blue. I w- always wish that they would make a console version. But I understand why they don't. You know, it's kind of for kids, and it just it works in the portable me- – you know, it works in the po- portable medium so well. So, you know, why, broke, why fix it if it's not broke, I guess. But my main thing about the NX is that – It'll probably be on a on a power level. It'll probably be on par with the PS4 and the Xbox. You know, I don't I don't feel like it's going to be like that next jump. You know, like the the Scorpio and the Neo. It's definitely going to be less powerful than those. Yeah, which which is funny because I mean I just mentioned about how Microsoft is unleashing the beast with the the Scorpio and um, the PlayStation kind of doing the same thing with the Neo just a bit. Uh, people have been waiting, waiting desperately for Nintendo to do the same thing. You know, I mean, just to get the HD Wii U, people were happy about that, but it turns out they didn't release any games. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> enough. So, I mean, people really, really want Nintendo to give them uh, the kind of power that is least on par with what we have now. And it's so funny because they're the one console that's kind of on their own cycle. They're not really in sync with the other, other two big boys. So it, it's kind of weird. They're always going to be in that gap and they always, to, to, to their point, they always have the opportunity to do something great and capture, capture and have all the press and, 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 uh, the market to themselves in that gap. But that gap, if they don't jump in there and do something that's noteworthy, People just still look at Nintendo as kind of this weird thing with great games. But, you know, like you said, the games have not even been coming out like they used to. And it's just kind of been a wasteland over there. Yeah. I mean, my only worry about Nintendo is that I feel like they've been on autopilot since the N64 came out. I mean, basically, and I mean, I don't hate Nintendo. Let me preface this. But I feel like they released their console. They released their Mario game. Maybe a Zelda game. Probably not. Um, and they released their Smash Brothers and their Mario Kart, and then next console. Yeah, I feel like what they need to do is just kind of like go back to basics. You know, remember why people play Nintendo consoles. You know, yes, it's for Mario and it's for Zelda and it's for Pokemon, but you know, they need to start creating new experiences for people because people aren't gonna just buy consoles for those three games forever you know i will say that thing about that's one thing i will say about the the ps4 and the three not the 360 the xbox one is that i mean no matter what kind of gamer you are you know you can find something for you yeah basically and it hasn't always been like that i mean with the 360 and the ps3 i mean it was pretty much shooters if you wanted shooters and mature grand theft auto games you would get the Xbox or PS4, and if you wanted Mario, you. But I feel like, especially the Xbox, I don't know so much about the PS4 because I don't own one. But I feel like they they just stretch the gamut of whatever type of gamer you are. There's something for you. Yeah, 
And and even with the um uh, the hardware rumors for this new console from Nintendo, I don't even think they're coming over to x86. I think they're using some some uh, mobile processor for their yeah. <laughs> for the console. So uh, it's just kind of disappointing. I, I wish they'd get on par. Just just for the point of view of making portability from other um, developers and other publishers with uh, on, on par with what they have so we can have more of a, uh, like you just said, a better scope of games for that console. Yeah. And, um... <clears throat> This is I don't I don't want this to sound bad or wrong or inappropriate, but I felt like for a long time, you know, that Nintendo needed, you know, new they needed like a reinvigoration, they needed, you know, a new direction. And uh Satoru Iwata, who was the um CEO, like he he passed away last year. And now you have Tatsumi Kimishima, who is the um he's the CEO now. And I'm hoping that he brings some new um some new invigoration to Nintendo because they they need a new direction. I mean, the way I I see Nintendo the same way I see Microsoft. They Microsoft got a new CEO in and he's just he's making moves. He's changing things. He's changing the culture, you know, and I feel like Nintendo is in in desperate need of that because they need to adapt or they're going to be the next Sega. And I know people have been saying that for years, but I mean, especially with the advent of Pokemon go, like their stock went up until people realized that they, that they don't own Pokemon. They didn't make that game. Yeah, That was funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. You know? So like everybody was like giving Nintendo credit and they, they had nothing. Nintendo. I, I don't, I, I don't feel like Nintendo, the current Nintendo would ever green light something like that. I just, that's that's my concern for them. They they need to start thinking in a new way. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I guess that's a that's a good console talk there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. So you have any plugs? Anything you're working on? You want to talk about before we wrap it up? Uh, no. Uh, just well, yeah. I guess there's a few things. I'll say I'm watching Stranger Things on Netflix. It's kind of all the craze, you know. Every, every so often we have a Netflix show to come out that everybody's talking about, and that's the one. It's kind of a. I'm about three episodes in. It's sort of a '80s horror type movie. I mean, show with a few sci-fi-ish elements. Not really more horror, in my opinion. But yeah, it's an okay show, and I'm happy. I'll be happy to finish that up. It's, it's pretty good so far. And also, I will just say, um, visit DiscussingWho.com, which is my other podcast that I do, and we talk about comic books, sci-fi, and uh, and Doctor Who as well. So if that's just DiscussingWho.com again, and also visit my website, IamClarence.com. What about you, brother? Have anything you want to plug? Talk about? Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Like I don't, I don't really have anything to plug, but uh, you know, I'm watching Ballers. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, I'm watching Tyrant, which comes on FX, which is a great show if you've never seen it. Um, just a quick rundown. It's about this, um, about this Middle Eastern prince who moved over to America at a very early age, and um, kind of became American, and um, he ends up going back and when he goes back and takes his family back like all Hades breaks loose and it's a really cool show it's in the second season but I, I really enjoy that show um, other than that I mean I don't I don't really have a whole lot um, I'm working on getting my website back up and I, I will be I'm working on some articles for Techpedition it's probably been a year two years since I've written anything for that site like if you go to it now it's like Sergio 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 <laughs> Speaking of Sergio, we're gonna we'll probably have him on the next podcast. Uh, we kind of want to keep things small and simple, and you know, see where it goes from there. Just make it fun again. I felt like our podcast just got way too chaotic, <laughs> yeah. but but we're hopefully we can you know bring some news and some new viewpoints and debate about a few things and make it fun. Yeah, I just really re- reiterate what you said. I mean, we're going to keep to a small core group and have guests on, you know, keep it under to three people most of the time just to make the conversation flow a little better and not have all the chaos. And yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be fun and we can't wait to have 
interesting conversation in the future. All right. For Clarence, I am Kerry Brown, and um, we will see you guys next time.